Hey everybody, welcome to Storytime. I'm your host, John. Today we have a real special episode for you. It may look a little different, may sound a little different. Um, today we did a Zoom call with my friend, Sean Gorse. For those of you who do not know Sean, he played bass in the band Young English. Uh, they used to tour quite a bit. He had some great stories and he wanted to share them. I asked him if he'd come on. He said absolutely. And uh, yeah, it was a great conversation. It was it was great to talk to Sean and catch up a bit. It's been a little while since I've seen him. But yeah, it was it was really nice to catch up with him, see what's going on with him, what's new with him, uh, hear his stories he had to share. Some uh, honestly all of them. I I hadn't heard any of them, so that was great great to hear them and you know, see through the eyes of Sean. If you guys like what you hear, like what you see, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to make a donation towards the podcast, you can go to storytimepod.com. Com, S-T-O-U-R-Y-T-I-M-E-P-O-D.com. If that's not something that you want to do, that's totally fine. I appreciate you sticking around and listening anyways. Maybe share with a friend. Anything like that, it all helps. Yeah, so enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch you next time. You were pissing me on green every day. <laughs> that big ball of heat in the sky was too much. I thought there was a bear. Reality goes, yeah, fresco. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome to, Welcome to, Welcome to, Welcome to Story Time. Story Time. Story Time. Congratulations. You're married. That's pretty cool. I am. It's dope. It is dope. It was really cool. I got married in September. I had to think about that. Proposed in November. And I actually was going to propose because my day off was the 11th of November. Or no, September. Okay. Yeah, because that's how the months work. So Wait, hold on. <laughs> so you were going to propose on September 11th? Yeah, because it was forget. my day off. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> how are you going to? So um, I, I decided against that, though. And I just called that a work like ahead of time. I was like, hey, like, I want to propose to my girlfriend, but my day off is the 11th and I just don't think it's like the best day to propose is September 11th. So I, uh, I let my boss know I was not going to be coming in on the day prior. So I did it on the 10th and then we celebrated on the 11th, but you know, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah. And then we got, we got married in November. Nice. That was cool. So it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. We, We went to a wedding and you know, we had fun. And then the next morning we were on our way back from IHOP and she was like, yo, do you want to get married soon? And I was like, yeah, like, fuck it. Like the, you know, hard part was saying I like, we want to do this, you know, not that it was hard, but like, that was like the monumental thing for me. And, um, she was like, let's do it next month. I was like, well, we're both off next weekend. If you want. That works. So yeah, I hit up, one of my friends who works at a jewelry store and he couldn't assist us with wedding bands in time. So he gave us a contact for another place that dude, Tommy, he hooked us up, got him done like next day. And I hit up Vinny Caruana asked if he would officiate it. He said, of course. And uh, so, yeah, we just did it with like a week of planning. We had like six people there. And one of my good friends, Nick was on tour with Vinny at the time. So he was one of our witnesses. And it was just a really cool experience, you know, and, and I always looked up to Vinny in like my high school years and, you know, he was a prominent musician in my life. So it all kind of came full circle. It was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's uh, that had to be a special moment, too. 
I saw the pictures and yeah. everything on it. I think on Twitter. It was beautiful. It was freezing. It was so so cold. I felt so bad for my wife because she was wearing like a dress, you know, and yeah. I was wearing a blazer and stuff. So I had a little more warmth. But we did it on a balcony overlooking like the East River, you know, the most beautiful rivers in New York. That's awesome. And um, yeah, it was beautiful. The pictures are great. Um, it was freezing though, so we made it quick. But yeah, it was a very beautiful, memorable day for sure. That's awesome. Well, congratulations yeah. again, man. That's that's and great. You are having a baby. Dude, I am. I am uh very excited. It's it's coming quick too, because we're we're twenty-three weeks today, I think, or not today, but at this time. But it's uh dude, I knew I I always wanted kids, but it's like when it's time. Right. Oh. No, and that's, me and Ty, like we've always said, like we want kids. Like not yeah. right now, but like that's something we want. And um I can't imagine how like amazing of a feeling it is, but how like scary of a feeling it is too. Cause it's like, that's a big responsibility. You know? Yeah, dude, it's huge. It's a huge responsibility. And you're just like, I'm like, I take care of myself. I take care of my wife. We take care of each other, whatever we do our parts, but it's like, no, there's like another, another like right. thing, a human that like can't fend for itself, you know? Right. It's In just, this it's economy. Just... <laughs> so yeah. yeah, exactly. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we're, we're really excited, but, uh, good. I mean, I'm happy for you guys. Yeah. Thank you. It's a, uh, it's exciting. You know moment. if it's a boy or a girl yet? Or are you keeping it is, that uh, secret? It's going to be a baby girl, baby girl. Aww. She makes it I a bet, little more scary. Your wife is real happy. We're both very excited. We, well, we yes, both... but like she gets to have the little princess. She's always yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Her, her little princess. That's going to love the Buffalo bills. Yeah. And hopefully Buffalo different... wild wings too. Never wild wings. You can't. That's no? not even Western New York, dude. Yeah, well, because you have real wings. Yeah, but I they live used... like I live in fake upstate New York. Well, I yeah, live yeah. like two miles from New York City. So right, yeah. No, <laughs> we they, have Buffalo they wild still... wings outside the front door. I think we still have one or two like in Niagara Falls in that area, but not in Buffalo, man. Right, touristy areas. Yeah, yeah where they're yeah. like, oh, let's get wings at the original wing exactly. place, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, exactly. Because they you created ever heard it. Of Duff's? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's actually Anchor Bar created it. I don't know which one we went to. We went to one one time. We were up there. It was, yeah. you know, the home of the original wing. But is it, like a, is it like a Pats and Geno's things for Anchor and Duff? Or? Basically, yeah. It's like, well, Anchor Bar created them, and then Duff's just became famous because they do a good wing. But if you okay. ask anybody from Buffalo, neither of those places would be recommended to you. Right, because they're saying Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, yeah, because Buffalo Wild Wings is the best of them all. And they started it. And they're they- the wildest, too. <laughs> One of my no. friends has a Buffalo Wild Wings tattoo. It's pretty sick. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's and they great. used to have dollar beers back in the day. So like before I turned 21, that's like where we would all hang out. We would just get like a shit ton of beers for the table and just share. That makes it's sense. Great. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's why someone ended up with a tattoo. Yeah, that's funny. We used to, the traditional used to do a, um, every Thursday we would do a, a wing Thursday and we just get a ton of friends to go to this bar called Pappas's. Mm-hmm. It was 25 cent wings and then it was that's like 25 bad. cent wings and you could order, I don't know, it was like 50 wings per pitcher of beer. But we'd get like 15 people out there. We'd order 300 wings. That's a weird rule to have, too. Weird, but it worked out in our favor because we'd pay like when you got that many people, everybody pays like 
five bucks. You drink all night and you're just full of wings and everybody leaves with like 20 wings. <laughs> it's crazy, Great. but yeah. That, I feel like that, 20 is like a good amount. I'm not the kind of person that like licks the bone dry. So I actually prefer boneless. I'm like a weird person. But that's not a wing. That's a chicken nugget. And that's fine. I don't <laughs> care. You can call it what you want to call it. You can call a hot dog a sandwich. I really don't give a shit. It's still amazing. <laughs> all right. Hot dog sandwich. Only if it breaks, right? Dude, I don't care. It's good. <laughs> that's what. And the thing is, yo, I've created like the most amazing hot dog in the world. And what I do is I'll take like uh, the Pillsbury croissant roll things that you can okay. make. And I make basically like full size pigs in a blanket with it so what i do though it's kind of it's different it's like a gourmet gourmet if you will hot dog gourmet. and you take the the full regular like ballpark frank wrap it well first you you sprinkle some pesto on there you know okay. you, you spread it on you put some parmesan cheese then you wrap the croissant roll around it and then you put a little more pesto on top with some mozzarella cheese you put it in the oven for like 15 minutes it is a golden, delicious, flaky, giant pig in a blanket. That might have to happen uh, this weekend. We, uh, Dude, they're so good. Awesome. So you played bass in the band Young English, right? I did. And then what was the, the project uh, that you did with you singing? I forget the name of it. I did a couple. I did one called The Posture, and then I did one I called the Briefly... Briefly, I did most recently. That was like two years ago or something. Okay. It was just a collection of songs that I wrote over the pandemic and, you know, stuff that I had written pieces of like the past six years and never did something with. And I kind of just like revisited during the pandemic. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to make some music. Mm -hmm. I did it. It was just like self-fulfillment, you know, like for a lot of people, music is therapy. And that's really what it was for me to like make the songs. Right. And then I partnered with my friend, Zach, who we have a lot of similar interests in music. Um, and his band and my well, Young English used to tour together. Well, we did all tour together back in the day. And we always kind of stayed slightly in touch, but we became like better friends, like right before the pandemic again. Okay. Uh, we were both at like a Weaker Thans concert. Well, it wasn't the Weaker Thans, but it was John K. Sampson. And we ran into each other there. Didn't even recognize. We recognized each other, but it was like, it's been so long. We were like, oh, let's not say anything. Because this could be awkward if it's not that person. And yeah, we reconnected like over that instance. Like we DM'd each other like that night being like, yo, were you at the John K. Sampson show? And yeah, we both started sending music to each other back and forth. And it was cool. And yeah, I made an EP. It was like five songs. And I just self-released it. And if people liked it, that was cool. I had no intentions of ever playing a show with it, even though, you know, it would be right. fun, but it's not like there was no drive in making it a full blown music project. Right. I did intend on making like another release under the name, but like, and I'm still not anti that. I just, music's not in my blood as much as it was, you know? Like, I, the last time I picked up a guitar, it was to teach my wife how to play Sam Smith songs. You know, we just had like okay. a fun wine night and we played right. Sam Smith songs in the living room. Used yeah. my MIDI keyboard and the guitar. and It was fun. It was silly. And that was it, you know, but I, I would love to write more. I just don't have the time. You know, I work a full time job. And by the time I get home at night, it's like 830. And I just want to chill. You know, hang out with my dog and my wife, eat dinner, watch a movie, 
that's it you know that's the and dream <laughs> i'm so content with that yeah dude yeah. it's so sick same like i'd rather that than like spend my free time making music it's amazing so yeah yeah i found that's home. great yeah dude that's awesome that's that's what you love to hear especially like being a fellow you know touring musician or ex-touring musician that's I mean, I'm in that same boat, you know, so it's great. Well, it's, it's great I was when telling you can... my wife like about the podcast because, you know, I've listened to like probably most of the episodes, you know, Appreciate support that. in the fam. Yeah. And um, I was just telling her like what the basis is and stuff. And I was like, I feel like a totally different person than I did when I was doing music and touring and stuff like that. Like, that's not even me anymore, man. Like right. I've just grown into a totally different person. You know, I have a lot of the same qualities I've connected and still stayed friends with a lot of people, but I don't know. I've just, I have no desire to do that shit anymore. You know, if someone was like, yo, there's a tour in Australia, we need someone to do this or that. I'd be like, all right, well, if it's only two weeks, I get PTO. That sounds interesting. I'd love to go to Australia. Right. Well, like I have no desire to like hop in a van or bus and do anything ever again. You know? Yeah. That's like at towards the end of the traditional, uh, me, Anthony and Mike would talk and we'd be like, you know, we're done. We're done doing the DIY. It's, it just beats the shit out of you. And then, but we all were like, we're not going to call it quits yet because if the label small label, um, we're, to a- we're able to get us on like a music festival or some shit. We're like, we'll just be a music festival band. Like we'll right. just play and the circuits and then call it quits for that. That's until literally the next one. why young English got back together and did like a handful of shows, like over the past few years is we, me and Matt didn't talk for a while because I was an asshole and I did something that was stupid and rightfully he hated me. You know, we've gotten past that. We're cool again, but we're not as close, you know? Right. And that's that's something I accepted, but like that had nothing to do with the band breaking up. It was just like right. why there was no shows post us playing a few more, and then you know we officially called it quits necessarily. Right, and that was because Chris wanted to like focus on a business that he was doing, which respectfully so, absolutely. But um, and then we did it with another singer for like a show or two, and it was just like not the same. And that's why we we're like fuck this, like it's it's not the same band anymore. It was like right. me, Matt Barry. And we had our friend Brian sing and our friend Rob played guitar, I think too. But yeah, we did like two shows, maybe three tops. And it just like, wasn't the same. And like, we had no desire to do it anymore. Right. And then a few years went by transit asked us to play one of their last shows. And we were like, you know, this could be fun. Let's do it. So we did it. It was fun. And then we played like a couple more shows and then I made that fake April Fool's joke that got a bunch of Buffalo bands back together. (laughs) And we actually played town ballroom, you know, it literally stemmed from an April Fool's joke that I started just being a punk brat and it actually happened. And I like my intentions were not to actually have the show happen, but I was like shocked when it started playing out. So I was like, cool. That was so funny too, because people were like, did you see this? Did you see this? I'm like, I don't, I'm pretty sure this is fake. Like this yeah. isn't happening. No, I've talked to Mike. Was. I've talked to the guys. And then I think I talked to Jerry and he was like, Jeremiah was just like, I think we might try and make it happen. And I was just like, yeah. he has no idea what he just did. He just brought back Buffalo's dream I, show. Yeah. I honestly forgot how it actually like played out. I think 
I want to say maybe I was talking to Mike or something and yeah. he was like, yeah, but like, what if we actually did it? And I was like, yo, if you want to book it, we'll come, you know, oh, yeah. kind of thing. But like, there was no point to try and book that like where we live because the draw wouldn't be as good. You know, it was right. like yeah. all Buffalo bands. So like, why the hell? Like we shouldn't even bet on the bill, honestly. <laughs> it's just, we started the fucking joke, but um, yeah, it all happened. And like, honestly, I love, I can see mountains. So like, seeing that band live again was super cool right. so obviously love them as people but it was just cool to see a band that i thought was such a great fucking band in general play again all the yeah. bands that played were great but like to me that was like the icing on the cake yeah i i actually played drums for their first farewell show how many farewell shows did they have was it like the ramones where they had like three thousand last tours or something uh, i feel like they had two like final shows they they had like a final show it happened to be a traditional show it was our headliner show because we were leaving for tour and they didn't have a drummer so i pulled double duty that night and then after that i think matt and um who was the lead singer his cousin uh kevin kevin they were like they're like they i guess they were just like i'm not ready for it to be over let's do something together so they wrote gone beachy or some whatever it's called uh recorded that all themselves and then i think they may have played like one show after that and then that was kind of the end of it but it they like stuck around for a little bit after that i remember um yeah matt asked me to join them like i want to say twice probably and it's just like i'm not gonna move to buffalo to join a band like even when i was young and stupid i was just like this isn't financially stable (laughs) yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah so you sent me uh, a list of some stories that you were uh, thinking about sharing on the pod. Um, yeah, dude, I so, really had to jog my mind. Like I said, like, I feel like I'm so separated from back then that like, I really just like sat on my break at work the day we decided to do this. And I was like, damn, like I can think of maybe two things. And like, yeah. I had to like really sit there and be like, okay, what tours have I done? What bands were on them? what stupid shit happened, you know? And I really had to like really think it through. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's some funny. things you're, came to me. You're going to share some of these and then more shit's going to pop up in your head. I guarantee it. It happens oh, for sure. every episode. Anybody we've had on, they all have the same, the same reaction. They're like, Oh, I thought about this or that or whatever. But so you, the first one on here, it says bunk P. Yeah. Um, I told my wife about this one today too. Um, I was on Warp Tour. I was working for a DJ, and my whole bus was DJs. It was a production bus, so, like, the production for Warp, like, put the bus together. Like, most of the artists didn't know each other. You know, there was a few buses like that. And um, mine was mostly DJs, which, like, I'm not familiar with that world, you know, like, I did open up and find an appreciation for it, but like, it's still not my thing, you know? Okay. And, um, I was definitely getting drunk every single night <laughs> and like, it, it honestly mentally took a toll on me too. Like the last like few weeks of the tour when everyone else is losing their shit, like I was like grounding myself. I was like, no, I have to go back to society after this. Right, yeah, like, yeah. So I was like stone cold sober the last like two weeks of the tour. But yeah, there was a night. I remember it was from, I don't know where the show was, but there was like a beach cleanup day at Asbury Park in New Jersey. 
And it was like an off day. And I think Kevin Lyman rented out like the Asbury Lanes, the Swellers, Vindy Caruana, Echo Smith, and a few other bands like played just for like crew and production and stuff. And everybody was supposed to do a beach cleanup, which we signed up for. And I got so drunk the night before that like I didn't make it. But I woke up, in, well, not woke up, I was sleepwalking in the middle of the night. And there was this dude who was in the bunk underneath me. I was in the middle bunk. And he was some other DJ on the bus. And I just dropped my pants and underwear around my ankles and just peed into his bunk. The curtains were open and everything. And, like, I had no, like, intention of doing this. Like, yeah, I was drunk, but I was, like, straight up sleepwalking doing it. I came to my tour manager, grabbed me like this, just like shoulder to shoulder and carried me out of the bus with my pants around my ankles. Were you and still I, like, pissing? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and there's video, there's video of the entire yeah. thing. And um, yeah, so that was that was horrible. I felt horrible, too. I like paid for like all new like linens and everything for yeah. and laundered. I felt like he hated me for like a day, too. And he like he was like, dude, like, you know what? I've done basically the same thing, kind of like everybody gets like fucked up and does dumb shit sometimes. But that was like the worst thing. I was I felt like such a scumbag. (laughs) But like, yeah, that was that was ridiculous. But there's a video of it because the dude on the bunk above me like heard the dude that I accidentally peed on underneath yelling at me like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) but like my eyes were closed like i was just straight up like sleepwalk peeing on this dude and yeah that was that was an experience that happened we uh a couple episodes ago i had uh chuck charlie on um rumfola from well-kept things Mm -hmm. and he played with the traditional and uh, he shared banquet yes course banquet but uh he shared a story about we were on tour um and short, short story, but we were on tour. We, uh, he ended up paying for a hotel for us for the night. Cause we'd been out for a little while and he wanted a shower, a good night's sleep. And, uh, somebody woke up and pissed all over the nightstand, which was right next to his face. Oh and my gosh. His phone, his laptop, like everything was on there. And he just wakes up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And the guy was just like, What? I'm pissing. He's like all That's over horrible. everything I own. So it was just like, and it was yeah. whatever it, it all worked out, but it was, it's just like, that's happened. I feel like to a lot of people now. I was in a band with these dudes, like before young English. And, um, there was like a house party, but like all of us were there. It was at one of the people's house that was in the band and someone <laughs> peed all over the dudes, like music gear and everything. Oh like, no. Pedals guitars whatever like all of it and um yeah it wasn't me but (laughs) it's like a horrible thing like it's just like damn that's like thousand dollars worth of shit that got ruined yeah that's yeah no you guys always have poop stories so i figured i don't have one of those i'll share a piece story dude it's you know it's it's one of those things that kind of just happened and we weren't like planning on that happening and when people have the story i came up with a little you know, where'd you poo song and everything. It's, it's pretty funny, but I'm sorry. Yeah. I've never like shit myself Dude, in my adult life. At least there's <laughs> still time. It'll happen. <laughs> Eventually you I eat enough of these great candies. <laughs> there you go. It's coming. Maybe it'll happen live on the pot. <laughs> what else is on, is on this list that I sent you? I don't even remember. 
Next on the list, you have cops slash I can see mountains. Yeah. Um, so one day we played a show in Oneonta, and I don't remember who else played really besides three bands that were involved in this story. But um, it was a really good show. Um, it was actually the night that actually, I, I don't I won't say that, but um, yeah, so we played a show in Oneonta and um, after the show, we were looking for like a party, you know, or like a bar to go to, you know, as, as a band thing. would do, right? Like a young band. That's not like older people that just want to go to bed after the show because <laughs> um, we were young and yeah, we were looking for a party. All the bars were closed. We couldn't find a party and one of the dudes in one of the bands that played rolled up. It was young English and I can see mountains. We're walking down the street together, looking to get into something. And dude rolls up in his car that played the show. And he was like, yo, where are you guys going? And we're like, oh, we're looking for beer, basically. Like, can't figure out how to do that. Everything is closed. And it wasn't even that late. It was like maybe midnight, but I guess everything shuts down early there. Right. and which is weird for a college town and um so yeah he's like we'll hop in the car and we're like well there's like 10 of us so he's like yeah yeah just climb in so we all get in this car and like it's very obvious that this guy is inebriated but like i don't know we were young and dumb and we all got in the car we got like not even 100 feet down this road you gotta think there's like 10 people crammed into like a sedan style car i don't know all right. about cars so i don't know what kind of car it was but it was just four passenger car and there's like 10 of us squeezed into it sitting across laps you know sitting like in the middle of the driver and passenger seat whatnot and gets pulled over because there's obviously like 30 people in this clown car and cop comes up to us and can tell that the driver is drunk gets him out of the car we all got no seat belt tickets but since the police couldn't fit us in the cop car because there was too many of us they made us walk to the police station and they took all our ids so like if we didn't go to the police station they knew who we were, were then like running from the police essentially yeah wow so, we had to walk. It wasn't like super far, but it was like at least a half mile, which is like right. insane. And yeah, so we walked to the police station because like we literally had to get our IDs back somehow. And we're there and it was just, yeah, we literally all got seatbelt, no seatbelt tickets. And, and it, it was stupid. Do- like we shouldn't have gotten in the car, number one, but yeah. like we did. And yeah, we all got tickets. And so I, did that did that dude get a DUI? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean he yeah. got arrested. Like Okay, yeah. So he, he <laughs> that definitely car was did. not yeah. able to drive. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. He was a really nice kid and I feel bad that happened to him. But you know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we he all, learned from his mistake. Yeah. Hopefully. Um <laughs> we were all just as stupid to get in the car, so yeah, that was a thing that happened. And there's really cool pictures from the police station of all of us just hanging out there, you know, just because we're friends and fans of cops, you know. Right. Yeah. Everybody is nowadays, <laughs> especially today. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. 
What are you drinking? I am drinking a seltzer water. Okay. Uh, which what is it? It is dragon fruit berry. That sounds by, very delicious. By uh, Wegmans. Ah, we don't mm. have those over here yet. I know they're making their way. I I think they actually just put one in North Jersey, which I think is I saw not that. super far from me, but like too far yeah, but, to go grocery shopping. But also, who That's the hell wants sure. to go to Jersey? Well, I lived in Syracuse for a little because I went to <laughs> oh, you school did? and on. Yeah, I went to school in Onondaga. Okay, and um, it was fine. Like I don't have any memorable experiences from yeah. it really, but besides being able to see Polar Bear Club like every weekend, that was super sick. All right, that was probably man. the coolest thing. The Westcott Community Center, that was like the chillest yeah, place dude. in the world. Yeah, um, so many great bands went through there. Yeah. Um, a lot of great bands originated from that area too. But yeah, Syracuse kind of sucks. Sorry to anybody that. <laughs> likes it or lives there it's uh i still have a lot of friends there your your uh old ba- uh what is it label mates a fortune and fame yes yeah still still very close what's with funny all is i don't think young english ever played a show with them which is wild chris, because that would have been a great show chris did a solo set with them in syracuse and i was gonna go but i was i think i last minute was like ah, i'm not really involved like i don't really yeah. want to go but, like, I did want to go to, like, hang out and everything. But then last minute, I think maybe something interesting came up that I wanted to do or whatever. I don't right. know. But I didn't go. But, yeah, Dinosaur Barbecue was tight. I don't know if it still holds up. I haven't been in a while. But that was my favorite thing about living there when I lived there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. There's uh, there's one in Buffalo now. Uh, there has been for a little while. But nice. Yeah, d- is it Dino good? BBQ's good. Yeah, it is good. It's, um, okay. it's a little bit more, like, Because I know go chain-y. downhill over time and stuff. yeah. It's like, a yeah, little bit more of a chain. Buffalo Wild Wings, like they used to be great, and they kind of fell off. <laughs> yeah, but like if we're talking for real though, uh, Pizza Hut is the one that never falls off. It's oh, always it's, the it's, same. It still tastes like just grease. <laughs> like, no, dude, it tastes like heaven. <laughs> what's okay? What's your what's your go to if you had like all the options of like fast food pizza at your doorstep? Which one are you going to? And you it's, could change it up from time to time for sure, but like nine out of ten times, which one are you hitting? I'm I'm saying Pizza Hut. I call it the Palace, Pizza man. Hut? But so it's funny because so in Western New York, like Western New York is known for its chicken wings, obviously, but also it's known for having good pizza. It's very different from what you're used to in New York because you have that flat pizza. Like the crust Honestly, is real thin. Dude, there's so many different versions of New York yeah. pizza. I don't like when people say New York pizza, I'm like, what are you talking about? I've lived in New York my whole life. Granted, I was like an hour away from the city. So like, right. maybe it's not real New York, if you will. But I go to New York. So I work in New York City. I have pizza all the time. Right. And every place is different. Like, there, I really don't think there's a New York style pizza. It's I think all it's, fucking different. Dude. I think it's just referring to the thin crust. When they say New York style, they refer to the thin crust. Because when you come to Western New York, it's like thick. It's like a piece of bread. You know what I mean? It's not like super thick, but it's way thicker, probably two and a half times thicker than, you know, the the thin crust that you would find in New York City or most people think of. I thought you were going to say something else, but... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> you know, I, it's I, funny. I, honestly, my, my favorite out of all those is Little Caesars. Okay. I think it's just again, it's consistent. I've never it had is. like little Caesars that taste different. And like you can actually just get one for like six bucks. Oh yeah. I know that, they advertise as five, but it's like six bucks. That was the move on tour when you only had five bucks a day. 
You just Dude, buy remember pizza when and... Subway Subway had five dollar footlongs? You would just like get two of them. Yeah, now they're like and that's your per bucks. diem. That was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did you guys um, did you guys ever try the free food from Chipotle? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's awkward though. I've never been the type of person that likes to ask for favors. Yeah. So like. I don't, I, I don't like being that person, but when I've been like a tour manager, I have to be that person. Right. And I just feel like shit. It's great. Like, yes, it works most of the time. You know, like if you were to call 10 Chipotle's, you're going to get it seven times. Right. And, but it, and I've had it happen where they're like, Oh, you guys are in a bang. Do you have like a CD? You Can know? We have some and we're merch? like, yeah. sure. I'll give you a CD. Yeah. You know, you're giving us like 60, $70 worth of food. I'll give you something <laughs> exactly. that costs three bucks to make. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We, I did uh, that a bunch and it was like, it was, you're right. It was awkward. Cause you're like, you're, you're basically begging, but being like, I'm in a band. So it's no, different, yeah. you know, like, I will say though, it does feel good when you get it. You're like, yeah, oh, beat yeah. the man, you know, <laughs> yeah, even though dude. it's like not the man, yeah, <laughs> like you're literally yeah. just like stealing from, from franchise. Yeah. But like, again, it's, it doesn't cost them a bunch. So whatever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So prank, pranked by a roadie who mm. quote unquote may or may not hate you. Yeah. Um, he actually was right. So basically I was working for the direct support band. This roadie was for the headlining band. Um, he was giving me like an attitude. He's giving me shit every day. And like, I know that like I was younger. I was, I think I was 20, like 19 or 20 at the time. Yeah. And I knew I was younger in the field, you know, working for like very legitimate bands at the time. And it was only like my second real tour too. So like, I was earning my keep, you know, I get it. But I was also like young where I was like, every night is just a party too. So like, yeah, we would just be partying. Like touring at that age was my spring break straight up. And so I didn't take it as seriously as I should have, Right. but whatever, you know, I'm still grateful for my time doing it. But yeah, I was, you know, essentially trying to earn my keep. And also have a really good time. And he was basically making me feel like shit. And like I was worthless. And I like didn't know what I did to offend this man. And every day I would just be on my best behavior around him. You know, like still having fun like at night and stuff. Like when we would go do stuff. But when I was like at the venue and like around the roadie for the other band, I was always just like the nicest person because I knew he didn't like me for some reason. The last day of tour was in like San Francisco or something. And he came up to me and he was like, can I talk to you real quick? And I was like, Oh my God, this man has never talked to me in his life. He's just like been a dick. And we go outside and he was like, so what's the deal? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're rude to me all the time. Like, right. I've never spoken to you because like, clearly I did something wrong and I'm sorry. And like, maybe I should have said something to you earlier than like the last day of this tour. And he was like, Sean, I think you're doing an incredible job. Um, and you know, he said he worked for a pretty big rock band, you know, bigger than the band that was headlining already. And he's like, you know, we may have some opening spots on the next run. So if you're interested, 
I was being a dick because I was testing you out and seeing if you, you know, were cut out for the big leagues. Right. And I was like, one, I'm not the person you should be hiring for the big leagues. But two, <laughs> like, what? Like the past two and a half months have been like a prank. Like this yeah. is so messed up. I felt so relieved, but I also was just like, no way. And it was funny because I, I did get offered to work for this like pretty big band. Yeah. Which I'll text it to you so you can see who I just, you know, <laughs> don't need to say it. That's fine. And um, so, yeah, I was like offered to like, you know, interview essentially for it. And I was, okay. I thought about it. I was like, no, these guys are old rockers. Like they're not going to want to do anything fun on their days off. I was like, I like going to the water park and stuff. Right, and yeah, I was like, yeah. I won't be able to do that with these old dudes. Right. And it's because like every band I've toured with, like, you're with the band you know what i mean like if you're with someone like that there's like multiple buses and you know you're like, also you you're can all, I, do what you want on your days off right and i also know on like i know for a fact because i know people who've toured with that band right um, i listen to a podcast with yeah something like that and uh you they don't even see that those guys until like day of it's you know? stage time probably. yeah yeah like yeah it they'll do like a up oh, sound check okay and then anything else like mvp or anything else they do that's when they really work with them so mm-hmm. yeah you wouldn't have seen those guys at all but that's that's actually crazy that you got But that's like how that. stupid i was back then i was just like yeah no i don't want to do this tour because i want to go to water parks and stuff on my yeah. day off like that's insane i want to do that <laughs> you turning that down changed the whole trajectory of your future like because you could that that is like tours after that but that was it but that big though? No, that was the last. I mean, no, I did Warped Tour after that. Okay, yeah. So that's big that's big, yeah. But that I mean, I mean, like the band that you named, like had you done that, no, yeah, that yeah, yeah, gets yeah. you into like the realm of career of just a roadie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I have friends that literally are, you know, career roadies essentially. Yeah, same, like they work for same. a production company that just puts them on X tour, Y tour, right? Yeah. And it's super cool. But um, you know. After work, I was like, I'm not touring again. This is yeah, not. Just, just imagine <laughs> how much more enjoyable that tour would have been if that guy wasn't a dick to you for two months or the entire oh, time. Know. You know, like you guys could like have I really was, like, built a rapport. Every move inside a venue. Yeah. It was wild. But I, it was still a fun tour, you know? Right. It was weird because the band wasn't very successful. Like they were like a band back in the day that was right. like popular when I was in high school and they didn't do much for a few years. And halfway through that tour, they put out a new album that like blew up. And so like we had to do multiple nights at the same venue or like move to a bigger venue and stuff. So that was a cool thing to like see. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most legit thing I did at that time for sure. Yeah. That sounds like it would be a blast, but also like nerve wracking in the sense of you're 20 and you're scared of making someone pissed off at you. Even if they really weren't, because they were just, right. you know, committing to the long con or the long bit. <laughs> no, and I feel like um everybody in a way is like inside themselves sometimes, and like right. I definitely do that. I'm like, oh, what is this person thinking? Like, you yeah, know? yeah, for sure. I just so want to be a nice, friendly dude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, what's why? Why not? Everybody loves a friendly right. guy, you know. You there's right. no reason to be a dick in any way, but. So then next we have uh, signing as Jay Biebs. Oh, yeah. So there was uh, 
it was, it was Warp Tour. I wasn't on the tour. One of my friend's bands was, and I just went for like a couple days to hang out. And I had like hair that's not as long as it is now, like probably to my ears. And my hair is kind of poofy, if you don't know me. And um, they straightened it. And I kind of looked like Justin Bieber. So like we just did it for fun for the day because, you know, you do dumb things that have no importance when you're on tour. And so they straightened my hair just for fun. And I looked a little like Justin Bieber. So we put shades on me, a leather jacket, and an L.A. fitted. And I kind of looked like Justin Bieber at a glance. So we held a signing for Jay Biebs at a well-known pop punk label <laughs> merch tent. And um, a lot of people lined up and got gorse written on anything they wanted signed. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, I didn't I didn't write Justin or anything. And we didn't do pictures. There's like if you were to go on like my Facebook back to like 2000, whatever, you'll probably find, find something. Of it. But yeah, yeah. Um, that it was really funny. So were people funny. like like were girls like freaking out? Mm- I wouldn't say freaking out. They were just like, what the hell just happened? Like in shock kind of thing <laughs> yeah, when it happened. Yeah. Like nobody was like crying. You know, it wasn't like that. Right. You actually, how they would actually respond. Funny, dude. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But so last night, uh, my friend was throwing a party in the city and um, we went and dude, small place. I would say maybe 150 cap room, if you will. Dude, Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, Dylan O'Brien, and like other random like notable people just yeah. at this party. And um, Joe Jonas was like DJing, and my my friend is essentially related to him. Okay. But it was just so weird to be in a room of like people I did not deserve to be in a room so with. You were just at this party. Yeah, because my, my friend was DJing also. Okay. Like, that's essentially related to right. Joe Jonas. Um, so, yeah, I we went. We got invited by him. And, yeah, it was just – it was a decent time. He has, like, his own uh, coffee company, I guess. I don't know. It was okay. sponsored by – it's called Cup of Joe. And oh. uh, I assume that's coffee. But they had sangria, which was delicious. And I had four of them. And, nice. yeah, it didn't get me very toasty at all. They were just – good <laughs> we we were kind of talking about this the other day like how you're just that lucky or you're just like how are you running into all these celebrities all the time oh, i just i work in the city and you're kind of just like surrounded by it. like i work in soho which is like a very popular area for people okay. with money uh it's like a fashion district um so yeah i mean i saw chris rock not too long ago i saw that picture um yeah, that was cool. I usually don't take pictures with anybody I meet because, like, to me, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't really yeah. care. But Chris Rock, I love comedy. That dude's a legend. Like, For sure. I had to. That's one you have um, to. Yeah. But uh, I saw them filming Secession. That was cool. Um, I saw Kate Beckinsale walking her dog. <laughs> uh, I saw Kristen Cavallari while I was carrying a box of pizza. And, like, I kind of gave her that look where I was like, oh, shit you're the girl from Laguna beach, but I didn't say anything. And she looked yeah. at me and she's like, yeah, I'm the girl from Laguna beach. <laughs> like it was like, we just like 
realize like, oh, he knows who I am and we're not yeah. going to say anything. It would have been but, much funnier um, if she was like, she actually said that. She's like, yeah, yeah. it's me from Laguna. Like, <laughs> me and my wife went to go get lunch like last month and we sat next to Jennifer Lawrence. Like, that's why I didn't even realize that she was there until they were yeah. leaving. And my wife told me she was like, that's that actress. And I was like, who? Because like her back was turned to us at this point because she was walking away. Yeah. And um, yeah, she was like, I don't know, the pregnant one. And she Googled white pregnant actress. And the first thing that came up was Jennifer Lawrence. She goes, her. That's, that's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. That's insane. Funny. And then you, I saw you tweet something the other day. You you walked by Edward Norton or something, too. Oh, yeah. He was eating dinner on the street. Yeah. That's you know nice. how they have, like, the, the outdoor seating stuff. He wasn't, yeah, like, yeah. On, the on the curb patio. eating his dinner. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not saying he's in rough times. Yeah, no, that's a good restaurant. <laughs> no, it was a good restaurant. <laughs> he's just at like a burger stand or a, a hot dog stand. He's eating. He's eating someone, the gorse. The gorse may. You know, yeah, no. <laughs> someone donated like their old pad tie to him, and he's just yeah. like munching down <laughs> out of the styrofoam to go case. That's crazy. That is crazy. All right, so then last on the list, we have almost taken away by Jeffrey. Oh yeah, that that was on Warp Tour. Um, I I was hanging out with the band Handguns. Um, okay, yeah, great dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, we were chilling in the back of our trailer, like the latch was down, and it was like a barbecue. I want to say somewhere in Texas, maybe. Um, really nice night out. Remember it like it was yesterday because yeah. it was. <laughs> Not my fondest of moments. Uh, I started talking to, and uh, we were just like in like a circle, like on the trailer, and he started like inching closer, and I was like, "What is he trying to do?" (laughs) But like I didn't want to be rude either, so like I never made like a remark that would like make him stop either. Yeah, and he ended up like. He didn't do anything horrible. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but like he right. like went to like touch me or something like that, and my tour manager saw me and was like, "He needs to be saved." Right. And the yeah. same way he picked me up when I was peeing on the bus, he did it and just <laughs> grabbed me <laughs> and brought me onto the bus. So then, and so, what? And he was what like, was his reaction? What almost just happened? What? <laughs> what was his reaction there? Very confused. Everybody was very confused. All of handguns was just laughing. Yeah, and, that's um, funny. But yeah, for me, I just got whisked away. That's hilarious. And, um, saved. Who knows what could have happened? That is too funny, man. That's uh, I've heard I've heard some terrible things about him, so you never know. I have too, and he's not really uh, a liked person right now. I, I mean, I feel like someone like that probably gets rumors made about them all the time. Oh yeah, but I for feel sure. like a lot of people. A lot of people are like coming out saying stuff about him. So yeah. whatever. I don't give a shit. Doesn't affect me. Doesn't either. If he's a piece Same of way. shit, hope he rots. Whatever. <laughs> and if he's not but a piece of shit, good on you. I wish him the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. That's uh that's crazy. So I, I typically like to ask is like what is your most memorable like show that you played on tour? Any band or you could have oh, just easy. been out. It wasn't even a tour. Uh, it was what we announced as like the last Young English show. Um, okay. It was in Long Island at a venue called 86 North, 89 North, something, 80 something North. 
Uh, I'd never been there previously. I've never been there since. Um, I don't know what the capacity was. We were not the headliner. We were booked on the show. And it was known that, like, something was wrong in the band. Like, we we thought we were breaking up for a few months, you know? Yeah. And, like, we played a show in Albany, and we thought that was the last one, you know? Okay. Like, we didn't know. And um, there was just a lot of tension, like, between everybody in the band, basically. Which happens. And, not, and it wasn't – nothing was, like, really that negative, you know? It was just, like, we didn't know what was going on with the band, and that's what caused tension if that makes sense. Like it was like tension because of, we didn't know what was going on and we all cared about it. So yeah, we played that Albany show. I want to say it was with fireworks. I don't okay. remember, but it was at bogeys. I remember that. And yeah, even on the way home, we were like, that might've been the last one. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't play anything after that for a while. And we decided we were going to play a last one, you know, like the band was done. Yeah. But like your final play, show. Yeah. We wanted to have closure, you know, like it was something we all really cared about. And that right. I think closure, I never thought of it this way, but yeah, I think closure is really what that was. Right. And there was a lot of really good bands on it. Uh, Transit, Such Gold with the Punches. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a, like a festival. It was like an all-day freaking thing. It was right. too long. But um, yeah, we got asked to play the show and we were like, all right, well, this is going to be our last show. And I think it was like on sale or announced for a little bit before we announced that as the last one, but like we booked right. it knowing it. And there was literally people from like, Asia and wherever in the world, like messaging us saying they bought tickets and like they're coming. And like, we knew people cared about our band. We had moderate success, you know, we weren't big, but we weren't like just a local band either. And yeah. So the fact that people were flying, you know, from within the country and out of the country to come to that show because we said it would be the last one was really cool. I can speak for myself, but I bet everybody feels that way. And we had a great time together, you know, like it was a really good day for all mm-hmm. of us. And it was like putting something to bed. And it was like an Andrew WK set, man. Literally like by the end of our set, the entire crowd was on the stage, you know, like I would say 50% of the crowd was on the stage. Right. Just singing along to the one song that everybody loved. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's yeah, I it was think cool. Was that People the one went that off beat the whole set? But. Were Paganos there for that? Probably. They were at I a think, lot of our shows. I love those people. Yeah, I do too. They they I actually, actually they come through for Bills games Brandon, all the time. Brandon today. Oh, I oh, bet. Really? I saw Vito's up there often. Yeah, he's he so they stay with us when they come for Bills games. Um so we always take care of them when they're here. Uh him and Madel, or Madison. Um and then actually Karen was here last time, but I, I'm trying to get uh, I talked to Brandon a little while ago. He's going to be on eventually, but Word. he, uh, Vito, I'm pretty sure Vito showed me a video like years ago, shortly after that show. And he was like, check this out. And I just remember seeing like, I think it was like the last chorus of the last song you guys were playing and kids were just going great stage diving, going nuts. Like 
That was such a I cool because I couldn't make that I gave that my bass to uh, someone else to play it for the last. Yeah, like, I think I, I remember that. Yeah, I'll I'll have to see if he has that. I'm sure he could dig that up and send that to me. I know maybe, there's a video uh, on YouTube of it, and like I'll revisit that, like you know, maybe once a year or something like that. And it's it's really cool to like see. It's like wow, that was a really proud moment. You know, like yeah, when you're like a little kid playing your guitar in your room. You know, like that's something you aim to do, and right. that's something I got to do. You know, not every show was like that. That was the only show that was like that, but. You know, we'd play rooms where there was 50 kids singing along, but that yeah. night there was probably 200 to 300. And that was right. just epic. That was something that, like, I never thought that I would do. And then I did it. Yeah, they had and to then be I real played humbling, in too. a karaoke band for a while after that with Chris. And um, there was way more people going to those shows that were singing along. But yeah. it was not uh, fulfilling. It was just it's a, like... So you guys, you guys oh, were doing that across... You were doing that across state lines, though, too, right? Like almost touring, yeah. doing that. Well, they literally do flyout dates. Um, I, oh. I stopped doing it with them like probably a year ago now, but okay. they've they've done flyout dates to like Florida and stuff. I think they've gone out to the Midwest. I think. Wow, but that's wild. definitely down to like North Carolina, Florida, and stuff. And it's really cool that what they're doing. And I think it's awesome they're building like a really cool community of people that like. How cool is it that you would want to be a singer in a band, but you don't know how to do that. You don't know how to get a group of people together. And then this show is playing your city and you get to be the singer of Paramore for, you know, three minutes. Right. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. And I think that the concept alone, and I know that that band isn't the only one doing it. There's like a few acts out there doing the same thing. We definitely weren't the first either. Right. But it was cool to, you know, give people that moment that they maybe not would have had otherwise. Yeah. It, gave, it gives them it, the, it the wasn't what fulfilling if. for me. Yeah. Like, and the money is decent too, I will say, but like, it yeah. wasn't fulfilling. Like I, there was no work-life balance for me. You know, I would, when I was living like a little further upstate, like an hour from the city, I would have to drop, like get off work at like seven, 8 PM drive to the city, which is like an hour away, find parking, which takes a half hour, play a three hour set. Then you have to load out. You're not home till three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. Right. And it's just so draining. And like, to me, no amount of money was worth that. So yeah, that's, that's gotta be tough. I would literally look like I was falling asleep up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, so Buffalo has a, a karaoke live karaoke band that they do every weekend or like, you know, once a month they'll do it or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's every weekend and they'll do either pop punk or, you know, like shit that's on the radio now. And they, you know, depending on the night, but yeah, that's uh, it gives people that that chance to live their dream, you know, which yeah, is dude, really cool. It's super cool. Like that's the thing is, it wasn't music that I particularly cared for. Like right. out of like the maybe a hundred something songs, there was like five that I would be excited to play. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they were all Jimmy Eat World songs. <laughs> for sure, love that. That's great. No, in Flavor well, of the Week. That was a cool song. Flavor like of the Week. Song. Who's who's that by? American Hi-Fi. Oh, okay. I was never a big American Hi-Fi band, fan. Nintendo. You know, the hits. <laughs> the hits. That's great. All right, man. Well, uh, we're winding down here. So I do want to thank you again for uh, doing this. This is great. Uh, if you have more stories or anything that come up later on, you want to be back on. 
you're always welcome. I appreciate you doing this, man. If there sure. is anything that you want to promote, any social media, anything, now's the time. Um, yeah, you can follow Barry on Twitter at HeyBarry92. <laughs> That's good. I have nothing to plug. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this. This is great. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be in touch, and uh, hopefully sure. we'll get you on again sometime soon. But, uh, and uh, good luck with baby. Thank you very much, man. I, uh, yeah. again, very excited, very horrified, but yeah, this is, uh, you got this pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. I can't you wait. You got your dad, like Adidas tracksuit on right now. That's You're ready to like, grab I some wear. gabagool and like say, <laughs> Hey kid, go get me the paper. So real quick. So when we found out what it was, I told my wife, I was like, all right, when, when we do figure it out, we're going to go and we can each buy one thing like for the baby. So we went to the store. We were at this, you know, children's clothing store. My wife found you bought something. Gabagool? She got my wife got something she liked. And I was like, ah, I'm not sold, not sold. Go to another store, not sold, not sold. We're at the mall. I'm like, all right, let's just go in here. We're walking. I'm like, all right, we'll I'll just get this one. This one's cute. Walking around, turn around, and there's just Adidas apparel for newborns. I was like, I told you I'd know when I saw it. So my baby's already got a <laughs> shitload of Freaking Adidas stuff because that's all I wear when I'm home. <laughs> that's dope. Oh, well, you look but, cozy, so dude, I'm always cozy. Always. I I work in construction, man. So you gotta be cozy when you're home. But yeah. Oh, you have to. Have to. All right, man. Again, I appreciate it. Uh thanks for uh hanging out and sharing some stories. For sure, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, thanks guys. Uh if bon you like what you heard, <laughs> give a like and subscribe, share with your friends. And uh, storytimepod.com, storytimepod across all platforms. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, bitch.